Kids, we have a special treat for you this after church, and for everybody, we have not only t-shirts, but we have water ice, we have pretzels, and we have popcorn, hopefully, we'll get that thing going as well. But you're going to have amazing service, everybody else as well, and uh, please, we have shirts for everyone. Make sure you get your t-shirt today before you leave, and uh, that's for all the, even the visitors, we uh we bought a shirt just for you. We knew you were coming, so we ordered it. So make sure you get yours as well. Thank you, everybody, uh, for the hard work and effort. My family, uh, my wife, Jesse, Kayla, Philip, they do a lot of work behind the scenes um, up to this point. And man, we don't get to church and just have service. There's a lot of work. It's in our hearts all throughout the week, preparing, planning. And uh, that's our calling as a family. So thank God for that. Also, everybody else, uh, thank you, uh, Brother Johnny and Dana. They do a great job. Everybody give them a hand. I know they don't want, they don't want it, but you got it. You got it. Uh, they do a great job. And uh, everybody else, the music, um, putting uh, their hand to the plow, a lot of practice goes into everything, and it's paid off. You see, the uh, um, God is worth our best. Um, some people don't have time for the Lord. Isn't that sad to say? When you put it like that, it kind of hits reality. I don't have time for the Lord. I don't have time to practice. I don't have time to come to church. I don't have time to read my Bible. That means you don't have time for the Lord. But thank God he always has time for you. Amen. He always has time for you. Um, but when you make time for him, uh, that's when you're going to see his power come down strong in your life. You only got so much power. You're very limited. We're all limited. We're limited in strength. And you can live according to your means or you can live by somebody else. People say, you know, it would be nice to be rich, to have on. Uh, just unlimited money. That's a curse, really. Uh, but if you learn to tap into God's riches, you'll never run dry. Tap into that well of water that Jesus said, if you drink of that water, you'll never thirst again. And what a beautiful thing it is. Make a little time for God, and he'll, he'll show you more and more uh, what he has to offer you, how good he is. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, taste and see. If you never tasted it, you're never going to know how good it is. It's better than Chinese food, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Amen. We're going to be in first, or Second Kings, Second Kings, Second Kings. I'm going to read one verse. Uh, when you find it, if you're able to stand with me as we read this verse. And pray for me. This is the year I go full time. As pastor, what does that mean? I have no idea, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, certainly crossing the Jordan for myself, but I know the Lord uh, is planning it all. He's going before me, and I just need to trust in him. But we have some great things happening this year. Do you know we have our Bible Adult Institute? That's our adult Bible school starting up again in September. Uh, so adults, you want to get trained in the Word of God. Uh, now, the most important thing you can do is read the Bible on your own. That is your number one training. Your walk with the Lord, nothing um, supersedes that. That is number one. 
You can have all the knowledge in the world of the word of God, but if you don't have a heart for God, it's all worthless. Your heart for the Lord, your walk with the Lord is crucial. It's number one. And that you can start today. 2 Kings chapter 19. We're going to read one verse and then we'll pray. We see it. Verse 14. The Bible says in Hezekiah. I'm sorry. 2 Kings 19 verse 14. Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a great king. And, we, you know, we read the word of God. Sometimes God reveals man's errors within the word of God and sometimes it doesn't you know and when it doesn't we think they're perfect and they don't they never make mistakes uh but that's not true you know every every person makes mistakes but Jesus doesn't amen Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it and Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it he read it and spread it amen he went to the house of the Lord, he read it, and he spread it. I love that. That's nice. Amen. We're going to go home today with something that we can apply to our lives when we face maybe not as great a battle as Hezekiah faced here, but we can follow in these footprints. Now, the Lord used uh, men and women in the Bible as his word for our examples. And if you allow God to speak to your heart, it will strengthen you. It will um, allow you to be used for the Lord. And any vessel that's able to be used for the Lord means you are uh, protected, means you, are, uh, you have God's hand on your life, means God will provide every single one of your needs, means that the devil is at bay and cannot touch you unless God en enables him or allows him to touch you. How many want that today? I want to be blessed by the Lord. I want to be protected. Well, you need to be a vessel that is ready to be used for his glory. And then God will set you apart when you set yourself apart for the Lord. Let's uh, bow our heads in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for Hezekiah, um, a great man, Lord. And there are many great men, Lord, that have uh, used in your word many great women as well. Father, and such amazing examples. But, Lord, there is no greater example than a God who loved us so much that he was willing to give his life on that rugged cross. And, Father, we follow in your footsteps, the Lord Jesus Christ, and all that you did for us. I pray, O oh God, that you'll give us hearts to love you as you love us. We'll never truly understand the gravity of your love, Lord. Um, but, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes that we may see. Open our hearts, open our ears that we may hear, that we may see your face. Hide us in that cliff of the rock and pass by us, O oh God, and let us see your glory. Thank you, O oh Lord, for the great things you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. He read it and he spread it. Hezekiah went into the house of the Lord and he spread it before the Lord. And we're going to see what he spread before the Lord here. Let's go back to chapter 18 and verse 29. There was a man who came up, the king of Assyria, who came up against Hezekiah. In verse uh, 29 of chapter 18, the Bible says, Thus saith the king, let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his 
hand. This king of Assyria, uh, Sennacherib, that came up against Jerusalem was very powerful and strong. And he was accumulating strength along the way, conquering all the little cities around them. And there was fear uh, that was brought uh, around the nations of Jerusalem of King Sennacherib. King Sennacherib was becoming known as the strongest king, and his uh, pride got to himself, and he was being lifted up. And he came against Jerusalem, and let's look in verse 29 again. Thus saith the king, let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. And this is true. Hezekiah was not able to fight off King Sennacherib. Verse 30, neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, the Lord will surely deliver us. And this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, make an agreement with me by a present and come out of, to me. And then eat ye every man of his own vine and every one of his fig tree and drink ye every one the waters of his cistern. Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of oil, olive, and of honey, that you may live and not die, and hearken not unto Hezekiah, when he persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. See, this king, this king of the world, knew that Hezekiah had a trust in the Lord. And you cannot fight somebody who is always pointing to Christ. You cannot argue with somebody when... Uh, they hit your car and you say, you know what? I got something for you to read about the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you about the Lord. You can't argue with somebody when there's this joy deep down inside that comes out in the middle of hatred. When you have the fruits of the spirit of God coming out forth, the world can see it afar off. They know there's something different about a true Christian. Why? Because a true Christian bears the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God. They're not fruits of this world. They're, they're not fruits that can't be purchased with money and purchased with lust and purchased with the fame and fortune of this world. But they're the very fruits that uh, deep down inside a rich man will give everything he has to get those things. But his lust and pride keeps him back from pursuing the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who seek the Lord have those things freely. Christ gives to us and his children uh, all these things freely if we walk with him. The love, the joy, the peace. You can't buy peace in your home. When the spirit of God comes in, there's automatically peace. Every time Jesus came to the scene, he said, peace, be still. And the world may make fun of those words, but when your home is in disarray, when your life is in disarray, you'll give everything to have some peace. You'll give all the money up in the world to have that peace, to have that uh, contentment. But the more this world gets, the more greedier they become. The more this world has, the more they want. And one more dollar will still never be enough. And one more spotlight will still never be enough. But those that hide themselves in the Lord Jesus Christ will find the shadow of the Almighty. Those that hide themselves in the Lord Jesus Christ will find every need supplied. Hezekiah uh, was known for seeking God. That's why King Sennacherib said, don't let Hezekiah tell you that he's trusting in the Lord. The Lord can't deliver uh, you from me. I'm stronger than the Lord. 
I'm mightier than the Lord. I've already conquered all the gods of this land. I've already conquered all the nations around you. What makes you think you're any different? Notice the temptation, verse 31. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, make an agreement with me by a present and come out to me and then eat ye every man of his own vine. That's the temptation of the devil, that if you give the devil something small, he will allow you to keep living in your own flesh. He will allow you to keep living in your own uh, lifestyle just to alleviate uh, yourself from the enemy. You know, I can't fight this off anymore. I'm just going to give in. When the enemy comes about you, the first inclination is to run to sin. Let me run to alcohol. Let me run. The devil tempts you with so-called ways out, but they're further entrapments. It sounds good. If you just listen, you just give me something a little bit. I'll allow you to keep on living the life you wanted to live. I know we're an inconvenience right now. I know this enemy is an inconvenience, but it's just uh, temporary. If you just give me a little something, I will get, I'll let you eat. I'll let you keep living the life you were living. Verse 32, until I come and take you away. That's what sin does. Sin will always take you further than what you want to go. We'll use up more than what you gave it. You let the camel's nose in, the whole thing is in after a while in the tent. You ever heard that story? Camel knocks on the tent door, tells the guy, listen, my nose is cold. Can I just put my nose, my cold nose in your warm tent? He says, you know, it's just a nose, sure. He sticks the nose in through the tent door. Camel says, you know, my mouth is cold. Can I, can I, can I just put my mouth in there too? Sure. That's just a mouth. I've got plenty of room in my tent. A big old two-humped camel. And next thing you know, the camel says, you know, my ears, can I, can I put my ears? Sure, just, you know, there's a whole thing in there. And next thing you know, the shoulders. And next thing you know, the, whatever, the hoofs or paws, whatever they have. And, and before you know it, the whole camel works its way in the tent. And you know what the camel does to the guy when he gets in there? It kicks him out. He says, listen, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. You need to get out. And that man wind up, who was the master of the camel, winds up becoming servant to the camel. Why? Because he allowed just that one little thing to come in. God has set boundaries in our life. We're the ones who open the door for the enemy. We're the ones who sell out to the enemy and allow them in our lives so we can keep our lusts and keep our sin to have our cake and eat it too. But listen, in the end, he says, until I come and take you away. You want to keep your children secure. You want to keep your family secure. You need to keep walking on that straight and narrow path. And God, in the end, will show you Who's God? And God, in the end, will show you the blessings of the Almighty. And every single minute of it is worth living for. And the only regret you will ever have to say is say, I wish I would have given God more. I wish I would have given God more of my time, more of my life, more of my resources. God will never take you away. God gives to you life. God leads you to higher ground. Let's go to chapter 19, verse 1. And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. 
Hezekiah knew where to go. He didn't turn. He didn't uh, go into the bar. He didn't go into the, a party place. He didn't go uh, to the computer. He didn't go to his phone. He didn't go to the gossipers. He didn't go to people who would just tell, tell him what he wanted to hear. He went into the house of the Lord. That's because he wanted to be before the Lord. He wanted more of the Lord. He knew that if I get more of God and whatever that takes, I'm going to be okay. The more of God, the better you will be. The more you read your Bible, the better you're going to be. The more you pray, the better you will be. You say that things I struggle with overpower uh, the Lord in my life because you're feeding more into those things. Who you feed more is going to be stronger in your life. You feed your flesh, it, your flesh is going to be strong. You, feed, you allow the devil to come in, he's going to be in there. You get a knock on your door and there's a tornado knocking at your door. I've said this before. Tornado says, hey, can I come in? Um, yeah, you can come in for a little bit. Just a second. Just one drink, just one smoke, just one sip. Just a second, come in. And that tornado comes in, and guess what the tornado does? It tears apart your home. It tears apart your life. But it always amazes me. God, he never says, I told you so. No, he never does that. God will come in after you ask him to, and he will help you clean up the mess. That's the God we serve. God was, doesn't say, why did you let this tornado in? Uh, he doesn't say, oh, now you're calling me. Or he, he doesn't say, oh, now you want to uh, have me come into your house and, and, and spend time with you. No, he doesn't say that. He looks at you with love. He says, I'll help you clean up this mess. It's a lot better, though, not to have a mess to clean up all the time. Amen. It's a lot better feeling when, you, when you're able to uh, have some strength in your building instead of cleaning. Or building instead of repairing and so forth. The more we could do for God, the, the, the better our lives will always be. And there will come a time where an enemy comes about you. Hezekiah was a great king and the enemy came out. This was a stronger enemy than Hezekiah could ever face. Stronger than he ever knew. But he knew where to turn to. Where do you turn to when an enemy comes about you? Do you turn to your flesh? Do you sell out God to keep the luxuries and the uh, uh, lust of your flesh going and the comforts of life? Are you willing to sell out to the king of the world? Rest assured, know this, that decision will cost you your entire life until Sennacherib comes in verse 32 and come up until I come and take you away. And he went into the house of the Lord in chapter 19, verse 2, and he sent Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amaz. Now, we know the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was a great man of God. There was many false prophets around. And he didn't grab one of those false prophets to tell, them, uh, to tell him everything he wanted to hear. He made sure there was no prophet like the prophet Isaiah. There was no greater prophet that preached the Lord Jesus Christ like Isaiah. You read Isaiah, you find Jesus. How many have seen uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Isaiah? You, you read Isaiah, you see the Lord Jesus Christ from beginning to end. It's amazing. You see the prophecies of Scripture. You see end-time events. You see everything. How he died on the cross for our sins. 
how he was pierced and uh, whipped and, and his crucifixion and his resurrection. You see everything about our Lord. God used the prophet Isaiah to preach Christ. God used uh, the prophet Isaiah to proclaim salvation. Hezekiah knew this. He said, I need to hear some, something about Jesus right now. I need to get into the house of God. And I need to hear some of Jesus. I need to hear about a friend who will never leave me or forsake me. I need to hear about a friend who died in my place. Because right now the devil's bringing about all my faults and my failures and my sins and my struggles. And everything. every time I turn my back on God, he's bringing that up right now. But I know there's somebody greater. And it's not this King Sennacherib that's beating on my door. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to go to the house of God. And I'm going to call uh, the prophet Isaiah to tell me how great this Savior is. Because I need a little Jesus right now. Amen. And that's what he did. He called for Isaiah. Uh, and he sent for Isaiah. And Isaiah came. Let's look in verse 5. So the servants of the king, uh, Hezekiah, came to Isaiah. And Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall you say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard with, the, with, the, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Remember this. Remember what Isaiah said about King Sennacherib, that he will return to his own land and be killed by the sword in his own land. He said, be not afraid of the words of this world. Be not afraid of the words. You know what we need to fear? The words of God. We need to get back to an old-fashioned fear of the word of God. This book was proclaimed as the um, book of the United States of America. That's why still you go to court, they will, Lord willing, put your hand on the word of God. Why? To bring a fear, to help man fear, to tell the truth. To help us fear uh, the true and living God and his word. There's no greater book than the book. This old-fashioned King James Bible that has brought hope and peace and strength and blessings to everyone who opens their eyes and reads the words written from heaven on this page. What a blessed book. He said, be not afraid of their words. We need to have, be afraid of the word of God. That's our God. They need to be afraid. They are messing with the wrong one here. They are messing with the true and living God who is more powerful than anyone that comes against him. Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against him. If you're saved today, you're a part of the church. Amen? If you're saved today, you're a child of God. John 1, 12, as many as received him to them, he gave me power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood nor the will of man, but of uh, blood and, and, and water of God. I messed that last one up. Praise God. Let's look in uh, chapter 19, verse 10. Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Here you have King Sennacherib coming back with a second letter. Isaiah tells Hezekiah, don't worry about it. God's going to take care of him. He's going to go back to his own land and be killed by the sword. A couple verses later, King Sennacherib is coming back with another letter against Hezekiah saying, 
don't even trust the Lord, you are going the wrong way. And isn't it like that sometimes? You think God has taken care of your problem, has taken care of the situation, but after that, it gets worse. Isaiah already told Hezekiah, everything will be taken care of. That's it. He will be dead. Don't worry about it. Here we have the king knocking at his door again. Verse 10, thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee. Isn't that like the enemy to come back? The devil does not go down without a fight. You think everything is over and God's going to take care of everything, and here hell gives all of its power against you. Oh, but the powers of hell cannot affect you. The powers of hell cannot kill you. It does affect you. Beats down your uh, walls and erodes your shoreline, eats you up. But there's one greater, and you got to trust in the word of God. you got to stay with it. you got to keep at it. You got to keep going for the Lord's sake, for your sake, because God's word always comes through. And this is what brought Hezekiah back in verse 14, back to the house of the Lord. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messenger, and he read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord, and he spread it before the Lord. He took that second letter, and he went to the altar down here, and he spread it out. And said, Lord, this is what the enemy is saying about you. This is what the enemy is saying about me. I serve you. You are my God. You are the only true and living God. And I spread out before the true and living God everything, all my complaints. He didn't go on Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram, all that stuff. He didn't call the neighbor and, and uh, he said, she said, and call the gossip chain line and, or go to run to the bars or go on the computer. He didn't do any of that. He went into the house of God and he spread it to his only true friend who will never stab him in the back, who will never uh, give him the wrong word, who will always tell him the truth. And he spread it before the Lord. Before the Lord. Cannot God answer person? No, I want a answer right now. You wait on God, and God shall sustain thee. Wait, I say, on the Lord, and he shall strengthen thee. Your friend can't strengthen you. You need a strength that's greater than the enemy about you. That's greater than the enemy outside. That's greater than what you even see and know. This is a spiritual battle. You need the very strength of God to grip your heart and to grip your soul for this is not your last day. You have many days to keep on going, and you need that strength to run for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, and here it comes. He brings it before the Lord. Verse 15, Hezekiah prayed before the Lord. O Lord God of Israel, which dwells between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, Bow down thine ear and hear. You know what it is. Hezekiah said, Lord, bow down thine ear. You see, the way we live, we have to bow down our ear to God. We live our life as if we're in control. We live our life as if we have to fit God in our life. We, we live our lives as if we're 
uh, on top. And God has to listen to us. And God has to uh, bow down at our command. And God has to take heed to our prayer immediately when we want it. But Hezekiah said, Lord, if, if you will, would you just bend your ear a little bit right now? We really need you. You are our king. You are our God. They that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You got to know who God is. You got to realize who you are and who you're praying to. And do not stop. Do not stop until the king answers you. Don't you stop praying. You read it and you spread it out before the only one who can answer it. You read it and you spread it out before the only one who truly can protect you, who truly can provide for you, who holds the very health in your hand. Maybe you got news about cancer. You spread it before the Lord. Maybe you got news about uh, something with your job. You spread it before the Lord. You, maybe you got news about something that's going against you and stopping you right in your tracks. If you're fearful about it that much, you take it to the only one who can take care of you. Not just in that matter, but in your heart and in your soul and in your mind. The one who tries the hearts of man. Bow down thine ear, O God. I'm here. He was a king. But he was looking to the king of kings. He was in his proper place. He knew where to go. He knew who to turn to. And he knew what to do. I'm going to pray to my God. The true and living God. Let's look in verse 20. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. You don't stop praying until God hears. Maybe you're dealing with a, 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 an addiction. You don't stop praying until God hears. Maybe you're dealing with temptation. You don't stop praying until God hears. Whatever is facing you today, you do not stop praying until God hears. You read it and you spread it. He read it and he spread it. Every one of us, we oftentimes seek the wrong counsel and seek the wrong advice. We'd rather go to a psychiatrist than the one who made our brain. We'd rather go to some uh, weirdo than the one who made our soul. He fearfully and wonderfully made us. He knows you more than anyone. He read it and he spread it. And he brought it before the true one who could take care of it permanently and give you the strength not only at that moment but in the years to come who will never leave you or forsake you hezekiah went to isaiah because he needed more of jesus he said i need to hear about my savior i need to be here about the one who died for me in my place let's look in verse 32 we'll close with this therefore thus saith the lord concerning the king of assyria he shall not come into the city nor shoot an arrow there nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. God heard his prayer. Would you give up before God heard it? Would you give in too early before God hears it? Or would you keep going? I want an answer now. No, you keep at it. You keep pleading with God till your prayer reaches past your pride. You keep pleading with God till your prayer overpowers your lust and temptation. You keep 
pleading with God to all the voices that are stuck in your brain from everything we've watched on television, all the filthy music of this world and all the voices of this world, the counsel of the ungodly, till your prayers reach past that, until it shakes the throne of glory and God hears your prayer. And he whispers down, I heard it. Now stand back. Verse 35, and it came to pass that might that night that the angel of the Lord, one angel, one angel, one angel. God sends multiple angels to protect us. He sent one angel this time, just one, just one angel. That angel came skipping down from glory, hit the streets, Academy Road right here, and he's skipping around, coming to your house. Why? Because you had a man or woman that knelt down at the bedside and read it and spread it before the Lord, and God sent an angel. God sent an angel for you. God knows how to get it done. We know how to worry, but we need to learn how to pray. We know how to panic, but we need to learn how to wait on God. We know how to jump to conclusions and, and jump to every other area in our life instead of waiting on the true and living God who saved us. He sent one angel, one angel of the Lord, went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians an hundred, fourscore, and five thousand. That's a hundred and eighty-five thousand armies. Oftentimes we deal with one that beats on our door, that temptation, that struggle. A hundred and eighty-five thousand. Which God do we really serve? Do you know how powerful your God is? It took more strength than this to save our soul. It took the very blood and life of God on the cross that we may have our sins forgiven and taken away. And we freely frolic in our temptations and lusts and sin like no one sees. But every sin we commit is the very sin that put Christ on the cross. And he still willingly did it in our place. It took more power. And all hell and heaven shook. And the father turned his back on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he laid on himself the iniquity of us all. It didn't take Jesus this time. Jesus just sent one angel. That's how powerful he is. We have yet to see the power of God in our life. You have yet to see if one man stands up. As the song sung, let the church arise. We have yet to see one man of God stand up or one woman of God stand up and Get a hold of the throne of God and get the power of God in our life to see everything bow before the Lord Jesus Christ as you walk behind him. All the problems just bow before the Lord. As he speaks, every wind and wave just goes calm. And thank God we are in that ship with him. We need Jesus by our side. Go before the throne. You read it. He read it and spread it. He read it and spread it. Oh, what about Sennacherib? Isaiah said, Isaiah said the first time when Hezekiah prayed. You see, that first time Hezekiah prayed, Isaiah came and said, Sennacherib's going to go back and die by the sword. The second time Hezekiah prayed, Isaiah said, God heard it. He's going to take care of it. But let's keep reading, and we're going to close with this. God always comes through at the end. We just need to learn to wait on God. Verse 32. I'm sorry, 32, yeah. 36. 
So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned to dwelt at Nineveh, verse 37, and it came to pass as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his god, that Adremelech and Sherezer, his son, smote him with the sword, and they escaped into the land of Armenia. He went back to his own land, and his own kids killed him to take the throne. Back to the life of greed and struggle and turmoil and stress and anxiety and depression and lust. And it just never ends and never ends and just repeats itself. Thank God they didn't sell out to a king like that. Thank God they didn't sell out. But Hezekiah, one man, went before the throne of God and called for one that would tell him about Jesus. And God sent a mighty victory. We serve a great God. What are you struggling with? You got to learn to pray. To pray it through, you got to learn to read it and you spread it out before God. Let God start fighting your battles. If there's a man and woman in here that gets a hold of the strength of God, how strong would you be? Never-ending strength. A man or woman in here that gets a hold of the blessings of God, what resources would you lack? Nothing. Nothing. Tapping into the glory of God, how much better off we'll be. Call the piano player up. I'm going to ask you, every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're here today. You heard of Jesus, but you are not 100% sure that if you would die today, that you would go to heaven. Jesus Christ died for your sins, not because you're a bad person, but because you are a sinner. We are all sinners. We are all as the Bible says, bad persons inside. God looks on our heart. If works can get us saved, Jesus didn't have to die. But he died for us. He died for all so that all may be saved. But it takes someone to acknowledge the Savior. It takes somebody to see the Savior on that cross and realize that it was for me he died. And I cannot save myself. I need a Savior. I need somebody greater. I need the Lord Jesus Christ. No one's greater than Jesus. If that's you, you have never received Christ as your Savior. You might know of him. You might have heard about him all your life, but you've never received him into your heart. I just want to take this time. Nobody's looking. Would you raise your hand? Say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure that if I die right now, I'd go to heaven. I know God spoke to your heart. I mean, I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else in here? I see those hands. I see the hand. God bless you. Anybody else? May this be the day you get saved. The ones that raised their hand. Everybody else, keep your heads bowed, every eye closed. The one that raised your hand. Would you look up? Would you look up? I see your heads. Amen. Would you be willing right now to come and get saved? Yeah. Amen. Miss Linda, we have two ladies here that would like to get saved. Would you like to come and get saved, Brother Bernie? Brother Tom, speak to Brother Bernie again. Miss Linda, I have my office downstairs for the ladies. Brother Bernie, you can go in there. You can go downstairs. You can go down. For the rest of us, God spoke to your heart. We all need this. 
we all need to learn to read it, read it, and spread it. Stop being overcome with the enemy. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, you need help with prayer. You need help with just acknowledging how powerful God is. You want the power of God on your life. You come down and you plead for it. It was at the very altar where God heard the prayer of Hezekiah. He laid it out before the Lord. You can come down right now and spread it out before God and let God answer your prayer. God, bow down thine ear. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. I can't fit God in my schedule. I can't fit God in my life. I'm too busy. My job does not allow me to. My schedule does not allow me to. Mm-hmm. But thank God he will always have time for you. We just need to do some soul searching. God, bow down thine ear. This is me. Here I am, prideful, stuck up, arrogant, selfish. That's why I'm here. I'm looking to you. I can't do it anymore. I give up. Give up and give in. And watch the strength of God overpower you and flood your soul. Spread it out before God. God will show you the purpose why you're going through those things. Victor. Sweetly the tones are calling. Sweetly the tones are calling. Open the door for me. If that would heed my calling. If that would heed my calling. I will abide with thee. I will abide with thee. Amen. Praise God. What a great service we had today. All the beautiful, beautiful music and, and God for his word. We have t-shirts. Um, let's close in prayer first and let's ask Lord to bless uh, everything else. Father, Lord, I just want to come before your throne, Lord, right now. And Lord, I'm just a servant. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve the people and whatever is needed, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, bless this anniversary service as you already have. I do pray for those uh, getting saved right now. Lord, give them understanding in their hearts. May they receive Christ. Lord, I pray, open up their heart of faith and let them receive you. Lord, I pray that you would just bless this church in a mighty way. 
Lord, may the best years be yet to come. May they start now. I pray you empower this place. The devil and the enemy surely is all around us, and they watch. They watch, and they know who we trust in. They wonder why we act the way we do and how our lives can be so blessed when even when things don't go right and they just still work out. And even through hard times, sometimes we still have a smile on our face. It's just the joy of God. And all, all that points to you. And may we point everybody to the Lord Jesus Christ. May we want more of him. I pray you bless, Lord, uh, the shirts. May we wear them uh, in honor and glory of you. May you bless the pretzels, the water ice, and the popcorn. Thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. So the shirts are going to be on the back table. The girls are already out there. If you did sign up, um, your shirt is there. If you didn't sign up, let them know we still ordered a shirt for you. Amen? So get your shirt. And uh, if you're visiting with us today, you're welcome to have a shirt as well. It's... Okay, amen. This Saturday, we have Outreach Saturday. There's, gonna, there's water ice, pretzels, and popcorn outside. Please stay for a few minutes and enjoy it. If you do have to run, uh, take it to go. Amen. God bless you.